Being Community Radio. Today we have a special show for you. It's a, a frank, candor conversation between me and Sam. Oh yeah. Yes, very honest, very open. It's about what it means to come into a spiritual, uh, spiritual work, what it means to come into a spiritual community, what it takes, what, what kind of support What kind of reminders do we need? What kind of uh, things you should be looking out for when you are just at the beginning? Or, frankly, maybe it feels like the end, but at the <laughs> same time, it's the beginning of a new chapter in your life, a new phase, one which you have a glimpse of who you are. You have a sense of connectedness to your higher purpose, to your higher self, and yet... It seems so far away sometimes, because at the beginning of the journey, like they say, you know, the journey of a thousand miles begins with one step. So welcome. This is step number one or step 1,000. And we want to really just remind you and help you out and tell you that you're not alone and mm. what you're experiencing is real. And there are some patterns you can, you know, either look forward to or look to... be some more knowledgeable about so you don't repeat the same mistakes that the millions and millions and millions of us do every day when we begin our spiritual journey. Sam and I are involved in many kinds of different uh, spiritual circles and personal development work. As a matter of fact, the word spirituality for me is a pretty new thing, mm -hmm. ultimately in my life, um, maybe... Seven years, six years? Oh, that's all now, yeah. For me, it's a very old thing. Yeah? It's, it's uh, I would say, uh, the first time I really started to investigate, consider, research, look at spirituality was 1981. Okay. Then you should be, like, really, really, really good at what you do or super depressed. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I feel like both. <laughs> okay. And that's honest. That's very honest. Right. That's very honest. And there was a big gap in there where I got very far away from it. And then, again, in the last, mm, how many years? I would say in the last uh, 12 years, sort of getting back onto it. What 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 got you back? What is it? Uh, it? It was funny. It's actually through personal development. It just the the universe. I feel kind of like nudged me, you know, in just the right corners. And it started off. I was doing a lot of business networking when I was doing real estate, and I met a, a gentleman we both know by the name of Alex, and he hands me a copy of this DVD called The Secret. And I was like, oh, yeah, I, I, I read about this stuff years ago. Yeah, I kind of get this. It reminds me of like the Seth material and stuff. And then I went to a, a workshop for changing your money mindset. And then I dug out some old Tony Robbins. I had an old book by him, some audio files. And then I started, uh, I hooked up with this local group of people who would get together once a month to talk about this stuff. And then I learned all about the oneness blessing. So real estate, money. Real estate, uh, money. And that's where healing, healing. And then it started with a lot of healing workshops that I started going to for my own healing. What got you into healing? That's the question. Like, wh uh, how did you go from real estate and money into healing? Well, with my wife being a therapist, <laughs> it's kind of a daily thing with us. But at the time, 
you know, again, I, I would see somebody come to this group, present about some new healing technique that I never heard of and never thought of before. I'm like, oh, that looks kind of interesting. And I'd come home and I'd say, hey, you want to take this workshop this weekend? And I was interested in taking the workshop, not to be a healer, but because I knew I needed internal healing myself. All right, so that's the question. And, and I, we don't have to answer it right now. We have an hour. Okay. Uh, it goes fast. I, I watched it, this documentary yesterday on Netflix, I Am Not Your Guru, the yeah. Tony Robbins uh, documentary. Have you watched it? Yeah, I, I watched it actually this past weekend as well. And you mentioned to me that you went on date with destiny which is his uh, was it six days back then too? It's, it was six days back then you know for, like first i saw him speak at the javits center at something for like you know an hour then we me and my wife signed up for uh, unleash the power within which is like his weekend you know three-day thing and then at that we signed up for date with destiny we so went how long to ago was that 2006 i believe okay so 10 years ago 10, 10 years, years ago, ago when you went and it was a six-day experience. Did you yeah. go with a feeling that there is something wrong with you, that there is something that needs fixing or healing, or did you go for motivation and learning? That's a really good question. You know the answer. Um, yeah. I, I, it, it, it's sort of a, a combination. Um, now remember, th- we're talking to, to people who are coming off these sort of experiences. Right. right? I mean, there was, definite, there was definitely a, a bit of like... Yeah, I, I really, that underlying it, there was a sense of like, yeah, I needed to be fixed. There was something wrong with me. I'm not quite good enough. And, you know, maybe, you know, this will help me to get to the heart of what quote unquote is wrong with me. Do you remember the feeling of what it happened? Like afterwards, what did you learn? What was the place in you that felt inspired enough to take action? After the date with Disney? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was the the whole experience. It it was he. It was being so immersed for six days, for twelve hours a day in the energy of the place. And and yeah, there were exercises we did and 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 reprogramming we did and stuff. But it really, for me personally, wasn't really so much about that. But just being immersed in that energy for six days i was so pumped up i was so flying i felt like i could do anything okay and that's what people experience a lot through a lot of uh, retreat seminars workshops journeys spiritual uh, you know spiritual voyages of all kinds and this podcast this today's episode is really targeted and tailored for all of you who just came off a six-day week, a six-day event, <laughs> or a twenty-four-hour event, and right now you're feeling pumped, you're feeling motivated. You may have had some answers, some epiphany, some aha moments, and like you just said, Sam, what really you felt is the connection, right? The connection to the people, the connection to the raw energy that right. life has to offer. Right. You feel inspired by your own capabilities, by your own capacities. Right. And and it. We want to remind you that whether that it's, you know, you just came off a journey or it's been 10 years ago, we do have the tendency to kind of fall into a lot of the same patterns and we want to illuminate some of them. And that's why we called this podcast New Beginnings, Old Patterns, because that's what I find is, you know, really the call for mastery really is. It's knowing that you have a real connection to your higher self. You have a real connection to your vision. And yet what we have to watch out for 
is knowing that we're still in the collective of millions and millions and millions, if not, you know, ions of years of ancient, ancient ingrained patterns, which ultimately came from fear and survival mode. And so much of our primal, uh, very uh, like protective imagination of place goes, I don't want to be in danger. I'm just worried about my own ass. And I, I don't want to get into risk situations. And yet what life is calling for right now, what today's freedom and just realm of possibilities that is available to humans, it's really calling for risk taking. It's calling for creativity. So how does one really merge the two realities together, knowing that we come from a place of fear and knowing that what life really calls for right now is more risk and more goodies and more potential and more possibilities. And Sam, you're a good example because, yeah. you know, you've been sticking to it. You have a wellness center in New York City. You have this right. platform. But, but, but before we get there, you know, I came back and I, and I took some really big risks and I fell flat on my face because while I was all pumped up and felt I could do a- anything, I didn't really have a community supporting me. I got involved with somebody I, I, I knew I couldn't trust but felt I could trust him a, this much and, and tried to, you know, manage that. And I was completely out of my depth. I did not have the background. I did not seek the proper guidance that I needed. And I fell flat on my face from it, which was actually a very good thing because it, it eventually brought me back back to the it brought me to this work where I could look back now and and see what I was doing because I wasn't really following my vision of what I really wanted to do I was more following expectations of me societal uh, 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 visions of you know oh, this is what you're supposed to do and supposed to like and going for the you know making a lot of money and this and that and it was all out of greed well that's honest and it's I come from the personal development world the self-help world and so and I still listen I still have a lot of old I say tapes because when I listen to them in my <laughs> yes, in, in yes. my even as mp3s on my phone even mp3 sounds uh, dated <laughs> uh, I, I hear it say you know in the next side this side because yeah, they're recording of tapes tapes yes and yes so much of it is about money yeah. and and when I like, I remember growing up in Israel in a religious society, I used to think that people were really slaves to this idea of an external God that's punishing, that's rewarding. And I thought I was going to run away to America and find freedom. And then I spent an equal amount of time in America to find out that money replaced the word God in yeah. this country. Now, God does exist in the realm of infinite creation possibilities and infinite power life is created from a source and we have a tendency to visualize it into a god and and money does exist at the same time like there is a raw power which in which we can use to create things but money god sex community spirituality all of this really raw uh, just raw power has has a bad connotation in our taste 
in her taste. It has bad taste in our mouth because of many of us and years and years and years of misuse of that power. And what we need to do, right, Sam, is to take responsibility for that power and to stop externalizing it. Stop thinking that it's outside of us. Right, right, exactly. And it's and it's also about, you know, that the, that the energy is, the money is it's just a form of exchange. It's not inherently good or bad. It's just a tool, but it's what's the real vision. And usually our vision is not about you know, having a bunch of ones and zeros in our bank account, we, the vision is about creating something, uh, uh, building something, uh, touching people's lives. I mean, the real visions, the real dreams that people have. Well, we'll be back in a couple of minutes and we'll talk about vision, creation, and of course, community. Letting go begun your search at 1981 you said yeah i can say that i have begun my or search 80. in yeah. 2001 uh, uh. 2001 is when i was forced to sell my internet business i was forced to sell because it went from a 300 million valuation to i don't know i sold it for like 1.5 and wow. we had seven business partners all together and when the value was just 1.5, then we weren't all going to be super filthy <laughs> rich. And then we had to sell because it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't really the, the dream we were originally going for, which was ultimately a life without responsibility. That was the original dream, a life without responsibility. Mm. I was forced to sell. I was, I was pretty young. I was 21. So I went on a search and I said, what's next? I kind of missed on my at least my personal understanding of my window to college. And I was like, well, I'm not going to go to college. So what am I going to do? I went from a big shot to just an uneducated foreigner in this country with I didn't see too many possibilities for me. And I wanted to self-help. I started listening to, uh, continued, but more intensely, <laughs> listening to Tony Robbins. He was my first. Uh. And then I followed a few other people. And yeah, I used to go to three days. I don't think I've ever done more than three days or maybe four, as I remember one time in Vegas, four day seminars. And like you, I felt very pumped. I felt very inspired. I felt like I was on cloud nine. But after all these years, this is 2000, where, where are we now? 2000, what 2016. Uh, I can clearly tell the missing piece which was always community community it really Absolutely. was i mean i watched the documentary yesterday and there was what 20 2500 people in that room yep and and the moments that tony generates uh, he goes for he goes for vulnerability he goes for that's how est does the same thing mm. you get somebody up there you have them really share people connect through the heart space people relate it generates those moments of you know heightened serotonin and dopamine and connection, which is really what so many different retreats do. Whether you 
ingest a substance for it or you do movement through it or holotropic breath work or just being in a room with 2,500 people sharing themselves also generates it. But the experience is the same. The experience of connectedness, the experience of empathy, the experience of I'm not the only one suffering or even better. Mm-hmm. My God, my problems are not that bad. Bad compared to this person. Yeah. So you have six days, you have these experiences and then you feel amazing. You write notes down. You say, I can do it. I can do this. I can follow through. I'm going to get, you know, I'm going to go for my dreams. I'm going to create a vision. And then you go home and without accountability, without real support, because real right. risk take real support. Right. It's almost impossible, if not just literally, technically speaking, impossible because you do need community. Right. So while people really pay for experiences, they do. They go and, you know, that, that event is $5,000. I've paid that to go to these sort of events. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know people pay for any kinds of retreats. They pay a lot of money for the experience. But what they can't pay for is community. Right. This is, it's got to be organic. And, and then there's that other piece of it, which is the integration of it, is, the, the, you know, wh- what is the integration process afterwards? You kind of come back, you're all pumped up, you think everything is great, but it, it, it's like, how do you really sit down and integrate all these experiences and lessons that you've learned over the last three, four, six days? And again, without community it's, uh, and, exactly. and, and guidance, it's almost impossible and we know it's a fact. So, you know, if you're coming off a, a journey, a ceremony, a retreat, you know, the first thing we got to tell you is the best advice, the best advice we are giving you. And with, you know, the combined, we mm-hmm. probably have like 30, 40 years combined experience of seeking and searching just mm-hmm. you and me alone. Yeah. That truly without community, without, you know, a, a group of five, ten people who you feel like they can not just hold you accountable, but you can confide in. You don't have to be perfect. You can just be yourself with, not just for a week or two, but for months, if not years. Right. Uh, don't even try. Don't even go for it. I mean, your ego, your your individualized sense of self will tell you you can do this. You can follow your to-do list. You can download the latest app. You can have the best books. But without the ability to actually fall down crash be tired get real guidance from people who truly love you right then we you back to the same you know you'll be back at the, in another journey in another seminar right because what happens is 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 those ancient patterns are still there and just because you've had some peak experience whether it's a peak spiritual experience or a peak motivational experience a peak physical experience yeah that's an excellent data point but they say it takes like 10 data points, 10 positive data points to offset one negative data point. It takes time to, to really integrate it, to really understand the lesson, to get it in your body so that you're not making the same exact, you're not repeating those same exact patterns that you've been repeating for the last 10 years. So you and I have been professionally helping, uh, supporting, assisting people, uh, again, for at least... 10 20 years combined yeah let's talk about our own like real quickly like your if 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 you know your date with destiny 10 years ago yeah uh, again do you remember the the place in you that felt needing fixing because for oh, me yeah. i can recall i mean for me 
all these events that I went to, I just, my deepest, my deepest, uh, I was going to say sorrow or pain, it's this feeling that I just don't know what to do. I don't know what to become. I don't know who I am. That's what it was for me. Do you remember what it was for you? For me, it, it, it's always the same. It's always just not feeling good enough. I'm not as good as my brother or my sister. I, I haven't made as much money as I, quote unquote, should have been able to make by now. I'm not as successful a business as I, quote unquote, should have been. And, you know, the thing that was so funny was after watching it, the video this weekend and remembering the experiences and stuff... I'm doing the same thing to myself. I look and I go, my God, what have I done since then? And it's like, shit, I've done, you know, my, my first thing is, is like self-criticism. It's, well, look, you, you, you know, I haven't achieved, I haven't applied this stuff, da, da, da. but then it's like, no, wait a minute. I've, I've done quite a lot. <laughs> well, so you've done quite a lot. And then at the same time, the, there's a source, the source of the disconnect from your flow, right? The right. source of the disconnect from where you are in life, where truly compared to the rest of society and you live in the Upper West Side in Manhattan and you have a healing center, you have a broadcasting station, you have a beautiful wife, you have a, you know, a successful practice. You have achieved a lot in your life. And then deep inside, you also know that between you and what you may consider your greatness, uh, you're still in the same point that you were 10 years ago, at least doubt-wise, yeah. right? Yeah, I right. can say the same thing for me. When I went to those seminars, I really had no idea what I was going to do next. I didn't know where my next meal is going to come from. I didn't know what I was going to do. My deepest sorrow was, who am I? What am I going to do? And now, 2016, I have a family. I have a beautiful wife. I have a beautiful child. There is a community that's supporting me. I'm supporting people. I have a dreamy schedule where I can spend most of my time with my family. With I do make my own life. Uh, I, I work like Batman in the weekends. And there is really so much to be grateful for. And at the same time, the difference between me and what I would consider my greatness, I still have the same gnawing uh, doubt. And believe it or not, <laughs> I still yeah. deal with what am I going to do and who <laughs> am I? <laughs> so th there is something here that we want to share with, with the people uh, listening that, uh, you know, in order to go from where we are to greatness, there is something within us that needs more support, that needs more love, that needs more care. And it does go back to community. It yeah. really does go back to having people remind us, having people really support us and tell us, we know who you are, we know what you do, we know what your job is. Not only you're good enough, the only problem you do have, Sam, is you thinking or fearing that you're not good enough, right? Right. right. It, it, it's a fact. The only reason I still ask myself the question, who am I, what am I here to do, is because essentially, essentially, I have, we all have the same issue. I'm afraid that I'm not good enough to do what I'm doing in a greater capacity. And when I watched uh, Tony yesterday, he, he kept talking about this obsession he has with fixing people or right. the, the obsession he has to eradicate people's suffering. There's something about his energy. There's something about that just keeps him, keeps him going. And we need to really, and I'm sure, and if you looked at his team, he's got his own community. He's yes. got an entire team supporting him. Yes. And people for, who... For free. The, the, those, a lot of those people go there. For, I know some of them that go there for free to support. Well, 
it, nothing is really for free. But yeah. you mean you you do find the support when you need it. So, it, it, so for the people who are coming off date with destiny, coming off with these ceremonies, whatever it may be, the first thing we're telling them to do, if not the first and the last, is get your team right. Right. Get a team of people that are that will support you, that will remind you, that will love you, that will take care of you. And how do you do that? You make yourself available for other people. Right. You cannot expect something from someone you're not willing to give. Right. You cannot expect something from the universe that you're not blessing on others. And that's a real truth that it hurts me almost every time I read it or I hear it. Because how many of us have judgment and resentment towards people, towards, towards you know, what we call others in our life because we think that they're not doing good in the world or they've hurt us in the past. We have to clean up those, those little dark corners in our life. Mm -hmm. We have to really be willing to bless and forgive other people just so life can come towards us, just so we truly have the support and love and community. And if you're going to go to another ceremony, another retreat, another workshop, and you can get, like you just said, 10 more data points, it doesn't really matter. Because if you're not able to forgive yourself, to mm -hmm. forgive, like you, Sam, yeah. we need to do that in our yeah. lives. We need to forgive yeah. ourselves for beating ourselves up. Yeah. Because exactly. that's the only way th the right people will show up in our life and support us because they're able to get over themselves just so we can be accountable and available to one another. And that's an important right. place. So take a moment to really forgive yourself, to love yourself, to develop compassion for all those years that you have been searching and looking and seeking and thinking there's something wrong with you just so the people who are looking to support you will do the same thing. Oh, how I try to bend and break these rules of mine Almost giving up Cause I never saw an end inside All my life been waiting for a chance to break free So a common question that I get when we talk to people about self, um, about loving themselves more, they always say, how do I love myself more? And it comes back to what I've learned in the last couple of years of working with you. It's really about self-care. It's like just taking the action of doing something to care for yourself, what you really need, you know, getting that massage, taking time off from work, or just not rushing yourself everywhere you need to go, just giving yourself some breathing room. And that that act, even if it's something small, just doing it over and over and over again, like that's how you learn to love yourself more by doing it. So most people who, who would hear that, they would say, yeah, I know, but. Yeah, I know, right. and. <laughs> yeah, I know. Now, let's, well, we got to stress that because, yeah. look, I just came back from the dentist, right? Right before coming here. Maybe that's why you hear me a little louder. <laughs> and for me, it's what it's, it has become one of the most important acts of self-care. Like, the, you know, taking care of my teeth, taking care of my mouth, taking care right. of the place where I receive, where I chew, where I eat. Uh, that's just one way. There's many ways uh, that, uh, th that 
I have through this work, through honestly, let, 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 let's, let's just recap for a second. You can go to Peru and do six days of ayahuasca. You can go to Boca Raton and do six days with Tony Robbins. You can go do sound healing, bath healing. You can, I, I don't know what it is that you do. What is the most common experience, like the good, the, the good part? It's this sense of self-awareness, like deep, like the higher self-awareness, the sense of, oh, I'm here. There's a life supporting me. There is, there is a God. There is a divine yeah. force. There is something here that's really taking care of me. I'm safe because I'm alive. That's the common experience between all of these all of these uh, events, really, truly, where you feel right. momentarily that you do have a purpose, that you do have a vision for yourself. Even if you don't truly know it, you know that it's unfolding through you. Now, like you just said, Sam, the only logical, practical step from that moment is self-care and loving yourself and taking care of yourself and realizing that this is a gift. If you go outside a ceremony a retreat and I have done the same thing and you take and you take a cigarette and you start smoking <laughs> I mean just think right. about it think about it that you're watching like if you like some kind of alien race and you're watching humans and you're watching them going through these experiences where they remember who they are briefly momentarily or even through you know a 36 ibogaine session in Africa where you truly wrestle with your divinity and you can discover and you realize that you are creating your life this is you there is a higher intelligence that's allowing you to create your life with your own free will with your own imagination and then wrestling with those old ancient patterns you go and you buy a pack of cigarettes and then you smoke you may think that it's a small act you're like yeah i'm just smoking i'll quit later it's literally like taking a hatchet and chopping your own arm off while you're conscious and we do it. We all do it. I have done it. Shit. I started smoking for the first time in my life back last August, a year ago, literally from stress. I had so much stress. And, and you know, I just started rolling tobacco and really enjoying it and being, and I knew it was relaxing to me. Now, I told Carrie, my partner, I think it was yesterday, I looked at her and I said, I think with the smoking, I have officially done uh, or become everything I've ever mocked. <laughs> like, no, for real. It, 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 right, like, right. I, you know, I never thought that I would be smoking. I never thought I would be smoking next to my kid. I mean, I used to really just be so angry and resentful at my own dad for like putting me through this and smoking mm. next to me. I mean, I used to think that he was a terrorist. Just because, you know, how could he smoke in the same room as me as a child? How could it be he do it? And life is funny, right? Like yes. we do become what we mock. And when I found, I found my kid, like, like jumping up and saying, "Oh, Ava, I'm going to, I'm trying to, I'm trying to inhale the smoke that I was blowing out." I was like, Ooh. "Oh my god!" Like that, I have officially become everything, everything I've mocked. I don't think there's this, I mean, I'm not going to do heroin, but yeah, I've come pretty close, I'm yeah. sure. Uh, now, that's a, that, that for me, it's a point of humility, a point of reference, a point of 
we do truly experience the opposite of everything sometimes just to know what we are capable of. It's not an excuse. It's just a fact. And we need to acknowledge that. And I know that with all of my wisdom and access to infinite power and intelligence and all of the seminars and the ceremonies and the teaching and the learning, I have also done everything, literally everything I tell my community or the people or clients or whatever it is not to do. Uh, it's, it's, it's important for me as a teacher and I can spiritually bypass all the reasons and tell you why I've done or why I do what I do that doesn't work for me. And I can tell you right now that every single day and every single time that I do not take care of myself, it's, it's, it's like, you know, in the Ten Commandments, right? You ever listen to, you ever read the Ten Commandments again? One of the not things recently, is, no. is not to use God's name in vain. In vain, yeah. You know, eating that cheeseburger, drinking that extra glass of whatever, smoking so, a cigarette yeah. is literally using God's name in vain. Like taking this magical power, this magical, beautiful uh, vehicle that we have to experience life in this 3D dimension world and destroying it. And without really, like, you know, I thought this podcast is going to be about so much more. But you know what? If you cannot get yourself into a habit of taking care of yourself, even while you're destroying yourself, as long that you're knowing, you're aware that with every glass of, you know, hard alcohol, with every cigarette, with every extra meal, whatever it is that you're doing, you're fooling yourself. You got your hand in the sand and you are literally just begging for more trouble. You're right. begging for more, what, more resistance? Like how much more trouble do we need as human beings in order to wake up? I can find all the reasons. I can look at all the beauty that we have in facing on contradictions. But I think we need to also stop, like stop being so in love with our turmoil. Stop being yes. so in love with our troubles. Yes. Yeah, I had a friend who used to say, like some people, they just love to marinate in their pain and their suffering. And that doesn't really serve anybody. The ego, but what I call the ego is, is I mean, right now in this podcast at least, are, is the part of us that's convinced that we are separated. Yeah. There's a part of us, which is basically the opposite of our connected self, uh, that n that just will do whatever it takes in order to convince you that we are apart and you do need to protect yourself and we are not connected and death is around every corner and you got to watch yourself. That part is so in love with analysis because that's what it does. It analyzes, which is a great gift. It's so apart with, it's so in love with analyzing that it would make you feel good about knowing what your problem are, knowing what your healing process is all about. Right. Most people I have found, you know, that's 2016 and 100 years from now, I'm sure it's not going to be the case, hopefully. Most people would rather know what's wrong with them. You, most people like you would rather know what's wrong with you, what your healing process is, what you're fixing, than just purely the unknown. Most people are more terrified right. of the unknown than actually experiencing the blessings and, and, and the mystery of life. Right. And 
self-care sounds so boring sometimes for people. Yeah. And it's amazing how much it's gotten into the general conversation I find lately. I mean, two years ago, before I came to this work, I never heard anybody talking about self-care. Now, two years later, it is so much in people's conversation. Just, you know, even in like the business networking events I go to, I even find people will talk about self-care sometimes. Yeah, you know, and self-care really means self-responsibility. You know, taking yes. taking full responsibility for who you are. You know, with every with every cigarette you smoke, with every bad meal you have, with every time you stay up longer than you need to, making whatever decisions you know you know is li- like, or putting yourself in situations that are stressing you out. At least become at least have this like little. Uh, mischievous trickster like awareness that you're just testing yourself and you are pushing yourself that you are a daredevil that you are a god that's wrestling with itself because you know you're bored then you'd rather smoke and then heal later as opposed to create something because the opposite the benefit of taking care of yourself the benefit of embracing the mystery the benefit of surrendering to life is the ability to create. And with creation comes a whole new set of responsibilities. With creation, it literally means that you are taking on the, the responsibility of providing value and goodness and opportunities mm-hmm. for other people. Right. And most of us are so afraid of that responsibility, we'd rather just destroy ourselves and bring ourselves back up. Destroy ourselves and bring ourselves back up. So we need you to really take an honest look on that uh, about that process and an honest look on the, your fear of self-responsibility and realize that your fear of taking care of yourself is really a fear of responsibility for the divinity that you do have within you. Uh, a fear of responsibility of creating something that other people can enjoy. Because if you create that company, if you create that product, if you develop that app, if you launch that company, something that you deeply know could and will benefit other people then what happens then you have to maintain it then you have to keep taking care of yourself then you have to keep being honest with people in order to maintain it then you have to cultivate real relationships you have to be intimately involved with your own creative process oh god then you may what you may fail you may disappoint people and that's the part that most people you specifically that's listening you're afraid of you're more afraid of disappointing yourself and disappointing people than to just surrender to the opportunity to create and thrive and you have to be very 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 honest with yourself most of what you're doing is mitigating risk mitigating disappointment all of your pushing about well i'll start tomorrow i'll start next week i'll start i used to have this saying between me and this friend used to always go to these spiritual journeys. And every time we had a good idea or we had to make a new decision, we would say, well, that feels like a post-journey decision. <laughs> that feels like a post-event thing. Yeah, and yeah, that's yeah. how we live our lives. Everything yes. is tomorrow, post-journey, post-ceremony. You know what? There is no such thing. Right. There is no other time than right now. So if you just came off date with destiny or it happened 10 years ago, just really choose one more thing to take care of yourself. One more thing that you know it's good for you. Just one more thing and stick to it. It will change your life, not because of that specific thing, but because 
your soul, your spirit will be so grateful to you that you're honoring yourself, that you're respecting your own divinity, that you're making room for miracles, you're making room for life to bless you and continue to provide you in ways beyond your imagination. So you've come to a ceremony. You've you've uh, you've had your date with destiny. You've had your date with destiny, and now you found us. And now you're hearing us talk about community and integration and self care. And you're thinking to yourselves, okay, I'm I'm up I'm up for that. I'm in. Count me in. And you come to uh, a community event and you connect with people. And you hear what other people are doing to take care of themselves. And, and you begin to realize that, oh, it's not only about healing old wounds. It's about creating something new. And you're asking yourself, now what? Well, creating something new, is, is, it's, it's the point that I want to give some relief because we're all looking for a purpose. We all don't know. Well, I don't know what to create. And that's what I used to say. That yeah. was my problem going into these uh, sessions. I used to be like, what do I do? Whether if it was Tony Robbins or Marshall Silver or James Ray. I, I went to a whole bunch of seminars. And it was always, what do I do? And then when I started doing these spiritual ceremonies with uh, taking different substances in the jungles or whatnot. And like literally meeting God, I would always have the same thing and saying, what is it that I do? And I would always get the same laughter back, like you already know. <laughs> First of all, you're very funny. That's what I would always hear. <laughs> and, and I'm not joking. And I, I and had that same experience uh, going to me? all these. No, of going to these healing events. Again, not thinking I was going to be a healer. And uh, you know, you always get paired up with someone to practice the process on. And I would always get paired up with the most difficult people to process. That took the most amount of. A patient and and I would go to the instructor and I go, is there a reason why I get stuck with all the like really tough cases? And he would and then remember this guy skipping. He just look at me and smile and say yes and walk away. Right. What right. do you do? Right. Right. So, <laughs> uh, so the point is, you and I we've gone through all these things and we always ask the same questions and we always get the same answers. We know what we're here to do. We're yeah. just pretending. That we don't have enough strength, we don't have enough energy, we don't have enough knowledge, we don't have enough insight. And our work is to surrender to this work that we are here to, when we are available to heal and to provide literally enlightenment, illuminating the darkness right. through and with other people. So all these, I mean, for years and years and years, you and me, we have the same doubts and people have the same doubts. Right. And so when people are saying, I don't know what to do, we say that's bullshit. <laughs> that's really, 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 really bullshit. There's a part of you that knows exactly what you want to do. You're just afraid that you're not good enough. Right. I heard you say it once, and, and I thought it was so brilliant. Mm, you said... Say it again. <laughs> someone said, uh, I, I don't know what, what, what my purpose is. I don't know what to do. And you said, it's not that you don't know what to do. It's that you don't have the courage to believe 
in what you already know. Right. Everybody wants clarity. They yeah. come in, they say, I want clarity. I want answers. Bullshit. You want courage. Yeah. You want courage. You want, you, you want, you want your spiritual balls, in a sense. <laughs> you do. You, 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 yeah. you want to be able to do it, feel the fear and do it anyway. Right. Right. That's what you want. And the only way you'd be able to do it is if you have enough energy. And the only way you have enough energy is if you take care of yourself. And the only way to take care of yourself is when you're honest with yourself. And the only way you can have honesty with yourself is when you have some space with yourself. So what's next is a practice of spaciousness. It's a practice of, you can call it meditation, you can call it taking a walk, you can call it going for a swim, you can do whatever you want. But you must have the space to become aware of the conversations you're having with yourself. That's first. Second, you start when you when you're becoming more aware of these patterns and these conversations, you must be able to change the story. You must be able to write a new story for yourself. Without doing that, I promise you, you'll end up in the same seminar with different people. You'll end right. up in the same journey with different substance. You'll end up in the same substance with different places. You'll end up in the same search and quest for your answers. You must. You cannot skip that part. I don't care what they say. You must be able to create and tell and write a new story for yourself. And that always begins with you and you. In order to write it down, you must be able to channel it. You must be able to envision it. You must be able to share that story about yourself with yourself and I know that 10 years ago when I moved to California to start from scratch, there was a document which I wrote down for myself, which took 20 minutes to read to myself. And I would wake up every morning and read it. And for as long as I did that, miracles would happen. It's been 10 years and I looked it up today on the, oh, yeah? on the way to the show. And I'm like, this is ridiculous that it's been in my inbox. And, I, and the moment life went really well i stopped reading it ah. the moment i got what i wanted and the job that i was looking for and the you know my dream possible situation you know i moved 10 years ago without a penny without any connection just going to a ho to the other side of the country and my dream job was to sit in a cafe read stuff that i like and get paid for it <laughs> and literally within six weeks i had that job yeah. I was sitting in a cafe reading material and getting paid for it. And I stopped reading. I stopped reading that document. Ah. It, it's what we do. We are divine wrestlers. We wrestle with our own divinity. You know, face it. It's how we get stronger. It's just imagine that the Big Bang is a personal metaphor for each one of us. To We have experienced this deep trauma. Okay? This deep trauma. We took something that was so perfect and whole and beautiful and life itself split itself into gazillions of different pieces so you think only so we can get stronger so we can come back together the most common thing in nature is the embrace our cells inside ourselves continue to come back together the moment that they go rogue the moment that they get selfish, that's what we call cancer. Mm. We have the opportunity on a day-by-day, moment-by-moment to either become more whole and more inclusive and more loving and more creative or cancerous to ourselves and to our society. It is an illusion to think that this is a random mistake. 
if you were to observe all the way from the top, you would see that it is life itself splitting itself up so it becomes stronger. You, with all your tears and all your trouble and all your turbulent times, it is merely an illusion for you to become more self-aware, to become more loving. To mm. Every time you take care of yourself, every time you do something good for you, you're doing it for the entire world. When you take care of yourself, you're taking care of us. When you take space for yourself to really examine your own patterns, to examine your own thoughts, more importantly, to become aware of the conversations you have with yourself, you're doing it for all of us. Right. When you take down the pen and paper, your notebook, your iPad, and you start writing yourself a new story, you're writing it for the entire world. Right. It's very, very, very important to realize that self-talk is the secret for this entire creation. Otherwise, you wouldn't be listening to this right now. Otherwise, I wouldn't have learned to talk. Definitely not in English. <laughs> I, I, I sometimes wonder. I grew up in I grew up in Israel. You know what, what? Why did life send me all the way to New York to learn this language? I learned this so I can talk to you, you who's listening yeah. right now. Otherwise, I'd be in Israel talking in Ivrit. I learned this to talk to you because the world's power, the world's resources right now, the sense of what freedom can be and ought to be is right now in America. We have had enough space in this country to hate ourselves, to doubt ourselves, to contemplate, to take all the drugs in the world, to become more aware of who we are. That's just a fact. The only reason we have Trump and Hillary running for president is because it is the most transparent we have ever been to ourselves in the entire yes. world. Yes. This is a trans... We can see who we are. And the only reason we can see who we are, we have the actual space to watch TV. We, ac we actually we have the time to go to six days with, date with destiny. That only happens in this country. Well, maybe not anymore, but it all started here. Right. And, and there's still a lot of places where... They can't, of course. But but there are many many more places now where people can. I mean, they said in the documentary, right? Tony goes to twelve countries a year doing the State with Destiny program. Yeah. He said major countries, major countries. Means, yeah. Uh, but the point is, if you're listening to this, you're lucky. You're blessed. You're fortunate. Absolutely. Got to do something with it. The more freedom that's possible for you, the more creative opportunities that are possible for you then also the opposite is also possible for you of course you're in pain of course you're depressed of course you're hurt because you're literally choosing to focus on what needs to be healed you you're looking at the darkness instead of bringing the light to the darkness that's our job our job isn't to uh, just be good our job is to take the good and illuminate what's dark our job is to find these places in us that are still smoking and are still doing, not taking care of ourselves and loving them and embracing it. Remember, when you save one person, you save the entire world. And guess who that one person is? Mm -hmm. It's you. There's only you anyway. You close your eyes, you go to sleep at night. It's just you. I know we think that there's an entire world around us. I know we think, we believe that there's 8 billion people on the planet. But let's face it. It's just you and you at the end of the day. Right. Take care of yourself. Love yourself. Make some space. Examine your self-talk. Create new patterns of self-talk. It will change your life and you won't have to come to another date with destiny, another ceremony, another friend, another what. What else do you need? 
This is the moment. This is the time. And and this is Being Community Radio. Thank you for listening this week. We will be back next week with more great messages for you.